0: How's it going folks? Welcome back to the channel. So it's not exactly a happy Monday this week, but it is a Monday regardless So it's time for the Monday agenda Going to be looking back at the derby day defeat from yesterday Looking at the next 24 hours in terms of transfers before the transfer window closes and with that I'll be doing a depth chart of Celtics positions Including the players that I expect to be at the club and excluding the players that I expect to leave the club over the next 24 hours So let's get straight into it So as ever, before I get to the topics, a massive thank you to everyone who has subscribed to the channel so far. I'm looking to get the 5,000 subs so over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully I can reach that landmark, but to do so, I'll need your help. Please hit the subscribe button below if you are a regular viewer. There's more content coming on the channel than ever, so I really want people to see it. If you like the video, hit the like, subscribe to the channel and leave a comment as well. Let's start with the Derby Day defeat. So it was a 1-0 defeat for Celtic in the first Derby of the year. Philip Hollander getting the only goal off the game. And look, there's a couple of ways that I want to approach this game and what happened. Firstly, I didn't watch this live. I had my own game, so I couldn't watch it live. So I actually watched it pretty cold. I knew the results. So there was the emotion of the game was not there for me. So I was watching it purely from a, a football and, and tactical perspective. So there are a couple of things that I want to touch on. Obviously, Ange has already touched on the lineup issues where he feels that he should have swapped positions with Edward in the center and Kyogo on the left. And I agree with that. I think that would have made a difference. I don't agree with a lot of the uh, the talk on Twitter at the minute about Edouard and making him a scapegoat. I thought he was. I mean, it wasn't his best performance, but he he missed he missed a good chance. Fair enough, that happens. I, I'm not buying into the fact that you know he wasn't trying. I think he was. I mean, I, of all the players that have been scapegoated over the last couple of years, I think Edouard's put in a lot of effort over the last couple of weeks, and he was. Absolutely key to securing the result against AZ in the Europa League playoffs. So I'm not having that. I think it wasn't his best game. He missed a good chance, and that's about it. I don't think he deserves to be scapegoated for this one 0 defeat. Other lineup issues: Juranovic playing at left back. I mean, this. I'll touch on this later on in terms of the depth chart. This is a key issue for Celtic: is that they were starting a right back at left back. Juranovic was brought into the club as a right back. Anthony Nelson's playing very well. He doesn't deserve to be dropped, so Juranovic was sort of shoehorned into the team because Greg Taylor's not there. And ultimately, that is an issue. You Like, Greg Taylor is Celtic's best left-back at the minute. There's no getting around that. Adam Montgomery, obviously, is an option there, but Ange didn't feel he was he was ready to step into that starting role straight away. So I I, I think that's a key issue, is that Celtic are still at the point now where their squad is so thin that they had to start a right-back at left-back. I didn't think Juranovic had a bad game, but do I think he would have had a better game at right-back? Yes, I do. Do I think a proper left-back playing at left-back would have had a better game than Juranovic? Yes, I do. So that that's a key issue, is that Celtic squad is still so, so thin, and they haven't brought in a left-back. A left-back is a key issue for me, and a key position that I think Celtic need to strengthen. So whether that scale's coming in there now, that is going to be an issue because if Greg Taylor's injured, who's going to play there? If Montgomery's not ready, who's going to play there? That's a key issue for me. In terms of the goal, there's been a lot of talk about this. I've seen GigPod were debating with it and Boys Analytics was involved, whether or not Holander should have been picked up at the back post, whether Hart should have come and claimed the ball. So, you know, Boys Analytics is saying that Hart should have come and punched the ball away. I disagree with that. I had a look back at the at the goal. I think the ball is too high up in the air for Hart to come and claim it or come and punch it. If he does attempt to come and punch it, I think he's missing it. Now, for me, there's a couple of arguments to be made about that. So if Hart comes and tries to punch it, maybe he creates enough chaos that it puts Holander off and that eventually leads to a goal not happening. So that is that that is an argument you could make there. For me though, a centre back who's dominant in the air like Philip Hollander, he's six foot four. There needs to be someone marking him at the back post. It didn't look like Celtic were playing a zonal defence in the for the corner. It looked like they were going man to man. So there needs to be someone marking him. If they are going zonal, if I am wrong about them playing zonal, then there needs to be someone blocking his run. There wasn't. So ultimately, what happened was a centre back who's dominant in the air, who's tall, who likes to head the ball was free at the back post and he got a header got a free header at the back post that it just shouldn't happen (laughs) it doesn't matter what your footballing philosophy is if you let a center back who's six foot four who's good in the air and good at heading free at the back post for a corner and a good set piece it's probably going to lead to a goal so it was just really basic stuff from Celtic in the end that, that caused the goal in terms of the overall performance I thought Celtic were actually pretty good they matched Rangers for most of the game they probably could have had one or two goals Edouard obviously missed a good chance Kyogo should have squared to Ryan Christie and they had opportunities I think, I'm not sure what the XG was I think the XG was pretty close as well so ultimately it comes down to taking your chances Celtic didn't take their chances the one real chance that Rangers got with that set piece, they took it and Rangers won the game so it's about sharpening up those situations where, you know it Three months down the line, Hyogo gets that chance. He squares to Ryan Christie instead of taking the shot. Or that Edouard finishes that goal. So it's actually, it's not as dramatic as some people will like to make out. This was a tight game. Rangers came out. Winners, do I think that Rangers will win all of the derbies this year? No, I don't. Do I think that Rangers are going to run away with the league like they did last year? No, I don't. And I don't think that this defeat will have the same domino effect that it had last season. I think Celtic will build on it. The trajectory that they are on, if they trust the process and continue the way that they were been playing over the last six weeks, I think Celtic will be much, much closer to Rangers by the end of the season. So on the pitch, you know, it was sort of the same story as last year where Celtic were quite close to them, but just ultimately came up short. I think positive wise, this was very close. I th- it was a coin toss of a game. So disappointing, obviously, to lose the game. But I think that the next derby game, Celtic will either win it or or they won't lose. So that, for me, is progress. If you've lost all the last four of the games, then a draw is a pro- is progress. A win is even more progress. In terms of things off the pitch, obviously, you know, it's the same old story when it comes to this game, when it's at Ibrox police escort for fans who are singing racist chants and i like listen i i don't live in glasgow i don't experience it every um every week i experience what i see on the tv or what i see in the newspaper so i i'm not going to sit here and claim that i know what it's like to be an irish catholic or an irish uh, immigrant in glasgow but what i don't agree with is a police escort for fans who are being racist, they are. They are being racist. If you replace Irish, if you replace the word Irish, if you replace the things, the connotations it comes with that, with any other foreign national, then this is a blatantly racist chant being escorted by the police. So I th- I th- I, it was absolutely sickening for me, and the silence within the major news organisations about this is sickening. Now, tons of journalists have called it out, but the news organizations have not, which is absolutely disgraceful for me, and I just can't wrap my head around why it's allowed. There was a piece on the Daily Record about the ticket allocation and how the world media reacted to that and how it was a sad day for football. (laughs) I mean, is the racist chance not a sad day for football? It's, It's beyond reprehensible for me i i don't understand why it's allowed it happens too often and it's just it's just the same old story it's it's sad more than it is anger because it just continues to happen and and nothing happens about it so i mean is anything going to happen probably not so it's probably better just to move on to the next 24 hours what's going to happen in terms of the transfer so the transfer window closes on Tuesday, next 24 hours are crucial for Celtic. It looks like it's going to be two signs. Georges Giacomakis is going to come in from VVV Venlo and uh, Jota from Benfica is going to join on a loan and buy deal. So I've already spoken about Giacomakus. He scored a bucket of goals in the Eredivisie last season. He's playing in the second division now because they got relegated. The main questions I have around him is why did he explode last year? What caused that? Was it natural progression within his career, and he's just become an absolutely unstoppable striker? or was it a bit of form, confidence bringing it along? Goals made him made more confident and he just kept scoring more goals? So the qu- the main question I have around Jake Maccus is, can he recreate that form? What caused that form? and can we invent the situations or recreate the situations? that allowed him to score all those goals for Van Low last season. That's my main concern. It's always concerning when you see a player score a bucket load of goals out of nowhere, and then you're just worried, is he another Michu? Is he, is he another player who's going to score? He scored 24 goals. Can he do that over the next courses, the next five years? Can he even get close to that? That's my main concern. But positive side 2.5 million for a player who's the top goalscorer in their divisa last year. If he can recreate that form, then he will be a very good player for Celtic over the next year or so. The second player is Philippe Jota, who's joining Celtic from Benfica on a loan-to-buy deal. The, he seems that the medical is going to happen today, so the, this deal is pretty much over the line. It's nearly done. He's a winger. He played for Real Valladolid last season on loan, played 18 games for them. He's playing first-team football, and um, listen, I, I think it looks the way that these signings are happening. So, Jake Macas is coming in as a striker, and um, Jota is coming in as a winger. That, for me, would, you know, it, it shows that Odds and Edward is, is out the door. So, ultimately, what does this mean for Celtic? This means that the depth chart looks something like this. Hart and goals, Barkas, Bain, three goalkeepers, at right-back, you have Ralston. At the minute, he's the number one uh, right-back for me. Juranovic up next, then O'Connor. In centre-back, you have Welsh, Julian Urgide. Starfelt, Murray, Scales. Taylor Montgomery at left-back. As you can see, that's the blatantly obvious one that Celtic are lacking depth. I'm, I'm only including players. There are players who are at the club who can play in those, posi- those positions. For example, Goalie is obviously a left-back. I'm including players that I think will actually play. I don't think Ball and Gulley is is going to play for Celtic this season. So Taylor Montgomery are the only left-backs at the minute, but I think Liam Scales can also play left-back as well. He's played there for Shamrock Rovers over the last nine months. He can play left-back as well, but he's more of a left-centre-back. In midfield, at the number six, you can have uh, Cal McGregor is the number one for me, then James McCarthy, then Sorrow, then Beaton. And then in midfield, obviously these are interchangeable so there are a couple of players who can play a couple of positions, but you have Ryan Christie if he signs a new deal, Rogic and Turnbull, and then up front on the wing you have Abada on the right, Dembele for me is the next best option as the the right winger, then in the middle Kyogo, Giacomakis, Ayeti, and then on the left you have Forrest and Jota, so Obviously, there's a lot of interchangeable positions there. Christie can play as a left winger if needs be. You know, Beton doesn't, or McGregor doesn't have to play as a six if there's a defensive midfielder playing there. You know, it, they're all interchangeable, but I think the blatantly obvious one is the fact that Celtic are missing someone at left back. They probably need another centre half if Julian is not going to be fit. And it's a decent squad. It's a decent start point. Now, because the reason I say a decent start point is that I feel like a lot of people are already jumping the gun in the fact that Celtic are in the Europa League. They're improving under Ange Postacoglu, but don't forget where Celtic have come from here. Celtic have come from a situation where they finished twenty plus points behind their main rivals in the league, beaten in every cup competition didn't come near it in Europe. So a really bad situation. So you can't go from where Celtic have come from straight to having a full squad of all the dream players that you want, of all the players that are perfect for the situation that Ange needs in the course of six months. I think this is a good start point. Can they build on it? Can they have domestic success with this squad? I think they can. And then what happens next summer? What happens the summer after that? It's a long-term process. The problem with Celtic over the last couple of years, and I've said it, I'm almost sick of saying it on this channel, is that they've they've already they've always focused on short-term gain, short-term gain, win domestically, and you know the board are happy. That is not realistic. This is a good start point for where Celtic are going to be five years time. Do I think? that that left-back situation is going to be still there in five years' time? No, I don't. Do I think that Ralston is going to be the starting right-back in five years' time? Probably not. Do I think that the centre-mid situation where Tom Rodgick is the starting number eight is going to be the starting number eight in five years' time? No, I don't. So there's a lot of improvement to be made. That improvement can only be made over a long term. So I think, as I said, it's a good start point for what I'm is trying to achieve. I think there will be success, there will be fun, there will definitely be definitely be down points within this season, but the process is a long process. So I think we will have a good squad in three to four years time and be successful over a long period of time as opposed to short term domestic success, boom boom to bust stuff, and then fan frustration. So What do you think of the squad? What did you think of the Derby defeat? Let me know in the comments below. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Again, like I said, I'm trying to get to 5,000 subs. So if you haven't subscribed, please do subscribe to the channel and I'll be bringing you more content over the next couple of weeks or so. The Huddle Breakdown will break down the Derby defeat this week this week probably wednesday or thursday when we record the podcast so for more in-depth analysis you can follow the huddle breakdown as well this is the monday agenda thanks for watching folks we'll chat to you later